favorite song in my life until this morning. I've listened to it about ten times today. <laughs> and, and, and God is so good, you know, and, and I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord, you know. And last night I went over out to my daughter's house and she kept me up past my bedtime. <laughs> I got I got home a little after midnight and we just sat out there and we talked and just about life and about her childhood, about my childhood, about life in general and God is God is so good. In in that song I heard that this morning and I'm like, oh praise God. I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord. But he set my feet. He set my feet on solid ground. Set my feet on solid ground. The name of that song is I Got Saved, you know, and that's a lot of what we talked about in the middle part of our conversation last night. None of us saved. Me, my daughter, my son-in-law, we just sit out there and talked and, and talked about life and about, you know, when, when, probably when my kids needed me most, I was a crackhead alcoholic drunk, <laughs> you know, there's no other way to ex explain it, and you know, but God is so good, you know, and, and, and I got to share with her, you know, and, and kind of apologize not being there to teach them about Jesus, to teach them about Jesus Christ and, and what he's done and what he means to me now. But I didn't know it then, so I couldn't teach it. I could have told them what I knew, that there was a God, but I didn't have a personal relationship with him because I knew him. I knew he existed, but I had never received him into my heart, my inner man, and, and, and never trusted him at that point in their lives or that point in my life. And it just took me right to the cross. You know, Rasan called me last week on Easter Sunday and asked me if I could bring a word. And so, of course, on Easter I'm reflecting. On, that he rose, but before he rose from the dead, he had to make it to the cross, you know, and so I always, during Easter, reflect on that, and and, and that's why I'm going to start, is um, John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. This is in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God, which took me back to the beginning in the garden. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. How good is God? 
created it for our dominion. In verse 14 in chapter 1 of John says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory is, the glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The only begotten. So I looked up begotten and it's sired. He's the only one. His spirit impregnated Mary. He sired him. It's like, it, it made them like, well, sired, uh, I hear that word when you talk about bulls and stuff. But he's the only begotten son because it says we, we can become sons of God. We're brothers with Jesus, joint heirs when we get back into that right relationship with the Father. But he's the only begotten son. He's the only one that God sent his spirit into a woman. And he's the seed of God, Jesus Christ. He's that seed. He became flesh and dwelt among us. So God set his plan in motion when the word became flesh. Right? I do believe. He set his plan in motion. And his plan was the salvation of mankind. Let's fast forward about 33 years. And in Luke chapter 18, verse 31 through 33. Then he took unto him the twelve, and said unto them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man shall be accomplished. For he shall be delivered unto the Gentiles, and shall be mocked, and spitefully entreated, and spit on. And they shall scourge him, and put him to death, and the third day he shall rise again. prophecies of Jesus were about to be about to be fulfilled. If I can talk tonight. The prophecy of Jesus, I start crying my nose is stuffed up. But praise God. But the prophecies of Jesus are about to be fulfilled. His prophesied death, burial, and resurrection are about to be fulfilled. Father God, I thank you your word, Lord God, I thank you for my salvation. I thank you for the salvation of all my brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord God. Let us not forget what you did, Lord, to save us. Let us not forget why you saved us, Lord God, because you have a purpose for our lives, Lord. You have a calling on every one of us, Lord God, if we're your children. Just help us to walk uprightly before you and help us walk pleasing to you every day you choose to give us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. John chapter 18, verse 37. The Bible says, Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born. And for this cause came I into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. 
everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Thou sayest that I am a king, to this end was I born. For this cause I came into the world. He had a purpose, and I believe like he said to Zacchaeus, after he called him down out of the tree and told him he had divided his house, and then Zacchaeus got saved, who was a taxpayer, who was one of the most hated, probably one of the most hated men in their day were the taxpayers. And Zacchaeus stood up and he repented. Because, you know, that, that's the part that gets left out when people talk about salvation is repentance. Changing your direction, stop trusting yourself and living the way that you think's right. Right. Living according to God's word and according to God's plan instead of your plans. And, and I can tell you a whole lot about my plans and, and what a train wreck it turned out to be. But praise God, it led me to the cross. Amen. It led me to the cross, fell on my knees, and begged Jesus to deliver me. Yeah. You know, I mean, he did. Because it was from my heart, it was from my inner man, it wasn't in my mind saying, yeah, I need to get this thing right. I need to get it right. It was like, oh God, I can't get it right. I need you. Amen. And, 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 and that's he, his, his purpose. He, he says in verse 10, of where he's talking about Zacchaeus, and I think it's Luke 19, verse 10, I came to seek him to save that which was lost or those which were lost. And then he walked to the cross. <coughs> Somebody told me, I know this, I'm not teaching anybody anything new, but I'm hoping to encourage people tonight. Because, and, and I'm hoping somebody will look at it on video and, and never heard this, but he walked sinless to the cross because we were incapable of walking uprightly before the Lord and before our God. But he walked sinless to the cross, and then he laid down his life, and then he took it back again. He laid down his life as a man, took it back to prove that he was God, to show us that he was God. Because Jesus said, I am the Father of one. And he says, the Father raised him again, or God raised him from the dead. I think it's the Romans, talk, the Bible talks about God raised him from the dead. Jesus says, talks about in John, I and the Father are one. And you have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father turned his back on Jesus. Because he says, Father, he says, why has thou forsaken me as he's dying on that cross? Why have you forsaken me? In Hebrews, it says he'll never forsake us. I think it's 13, chapter 5, I mean, Chapter 13, verse 5 says, He'll never leave nor forsake us. Why did he leave? Why did he forsake Jesus? Turn his back on him. Jesus had never been separated from the Father from the beginning of time. He'd never been separated. But he, God cannot be in the presence of sin. Jesus took our sin on him, took all of that sin, all that filth. God had turned, turned it away, 
until it was buried. Then he put his spirit back into him. The Holy Spirit came back in and quickened his body. And he walked out of that grave. And he did it all for everybody in this room and anybody who hears this message. He did it for everybody in this world Amen. that will believe. And that believe is to commit and surrender. But how can we believe if we don't hear? I had somebody I shouldn't have been with looked at me and told me I need to go to this certain church. And I'm like going, have at it. Go ahead. But through persistence, through persistence, through persistence, Jesus says, knock, knock. Neighbor's house to get bread at night, and you keep knocking on the door. They might come and be a little bit angry and throw the bread at you, but they go bring you something. <laughs> they go, they go answer that door one way or another if you keep knocking. And that's why we got to keep knocking. And she kept knocking and kept pestering. I was calling it pestering me, but she was knocking. And I finally went to church. Jesus Christ grabbed my heart. But if she hadn't been persistent and said, forget him, there's no telling. I believe God would have reached me some other way. He would have got me in front of the gospel message at the perfect time, which he did, because I know I heard the gospel in my life at least six times, you know, on the street corner, on the tennis court, on at um Landover, Maryland, the Maryland Terrapins half court, I was you know, and I got saved. <laughs> I got saved like about six different times, you know, and I'm like going, praise God, yeah, okay, and then the next day I get up and go about my business, you know, but people were out there trying, people were out there preaching the word, it's not up to us when we share the gospel, when we share the good news of Jesus Christ, the results aren't on us. Or not on us. God gets the increase. Amen. The Holy Spirit is the one who's going to draw somebody's heart to Jesus and, and draw their heart to the cross so they can cast their burdens upon the Lord. But all we have to do is listen because if we're children of God, He's trying to direct our steps. And I think part of that direction he wants to take us is to share that good news, is to reach out and touch people's lives. If we see a need to fill it, if we, you know, like the other day I was talking to my buddy Daryl. I ran into Daryl. He had disappeared for like two months, and he had left town and came back. And he was sitting there, and, and cussing like he was last time <laughs> and, but he apologized this time he's like I still haven't got that under under control and, it, and he you know, kept on going I'm like going it's all good it's all good Daryl just calm down bro <laughs> it's all good but I always tell him God loves him I always tell him Jesus loves him and, and like I said he's got some issues and, and he hadn't received it totally, but he's starting to remember because he, you know, first couple of times I run back into him, he didn't never remember the conversation from before. But now he knows I'm the man who talks to him about God. You know, <laughs> he tells him about Jesus, 
and he um and and hopefully I'm gonna find out where he's staying and he asked me if, if maybe one day I could pick him up and he could come to church with me. And I'm like, praise God, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just that knife you have on your hip will just have to keep that in my truck. <laughs> 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 Which I mean during the week when I'm working I always have a knife on my hip, you know, but he's got his knife for different reasons, I guess. Consistently tell him about God and tell him God loves him, and you know, and if he's hungry, I'll buy him something to eat, or you know, give him a couple bucks and pray with him, and you know, and he'll still be cussing when I leave. But praise God, you know, I was reading in James about bridling the tongue, and you know how it's it's, it's untamable, and, and there's absolutely no way if we don't have the Holy Spirit of God living inside of us that we can tame our mouth. And if we're not paying attention to him, it can still be difficult, Amen. you know, because I know some Christians, and I believe they are, I believe they're saved, but, you know, God brings us all along in a different pace. Yes. And, 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 you know, we have to pray for each other. We have to pray for brothers and sisters that we go, you know, because I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like going, you know, there's some people I'm going like, <laughs> I thought, I, man, I thought, are you serious? And, and God put on my heart, you know, you need to pray for him. You got saved, Phil, and you struggled for two and a half years. But I kept convicting you, my Holy Spirit. I kept convicting you. You kept coming back to church. You kept getting in the presence of other believers. You kept coming around brothers and sisters who loved you not for what you could do, but they loved you because of you Amen. and who you are, because you're a child of God. And if you're around people, doesn't, doesn't mean everybody in the room was loving, or, you know, or, you know, because I was pretty rough when I got saved. I was looking pretty terrible, didn't I? I <laughs> you know? And and not everybody would, you know, I, I need hugs, man. I'm, I'm a hugger. Y'all know that. I, I love hugs. And and not everybody wanted to hug me. Not everybody wanted to speak to me. But God wanted to speak to me. And he knew who he could use to touch my life. And, and you know, and he put on my heart, instead of sitting back wondering if he's really saved or if she's really saved, Pray for them. The next opportunity you get, ask them, is there something I can pray for you for? Is there something I can, I can pray with you about? I mean, what's going on in your life? I mean, do you need prayer? You know, because we get caught up in this world and we've been raised in this world. And this world is not right. <laughs> this world is a dark world. There's a lot of light in this world. Light overcomes darkness. One 
one saved person can walk into a room filled with darkness. And if we allow the Holy Spirit to use us and open up and let that light shine, we brighten up that whole room. And, and I've, I've been, it, it made me think, this has had me reflecting a lot about, you know, got to get to the cross, got to get to the cross, we got to get to the cross. And I know I was on this porch one night over actually in the trailer park over off Jeff Davis that I believe a few of us have been to and, and, and taught God's Word and, reached out to people. I was there. We were out sharing God's love, sharing the gospel. And I walk onto this porch, which they didn't recommend you, but I kind of cut off by myself. They had two, two others. They were both like 20 years old. A guy and a girl were witnessing to this like 12 or 13-year-old girl. <coughs> I went up onto this porch because they were getting rowdy. And I went up. And I find myself down on one knee, 15, 14 or 15 strangers. But it was the Holy Spirit led me over there, and I'm, and I'm sharing the gospel with them. And one lady, you could see, was trying to listen, and other guys were talking smack, and, you know, and I'm not going to get into what kind of smack they were talking, but I'm like going... And I'm, I'm just stayed on course and just kept sharing the love of God. And, and the lady was embarrassed. She didn't receive Christ. But I went out and her daughter, it was her, the woman who was trying to hear and trying, trying to listen. Her daughter gave her life to Christ, started getting picked up on a bus and brought to church every Thursday and every Saturday. And hopefully her mother ended up getting on that bus. I'm not sure. Because I wasn't, the, I used to ride a bus, but that wasn't my bus, wasn't my area. But if I hadn't been obedient, those guys would have been, because they quieted down, even though they were talking trash, but they quieted down enough to where these other two could share the love of God with this young girl. And that, I believe, is who God wanted to reach that night. Yes. He wanted to use me as a decoy. It's like, you know, football. You got the wide receiver, and you know he's going to get the ball, but you got somebody who runs deep every time. <laughs> but he's looking for somebody else to drop it off to. And, and, and God used me as a decoy because he knew that I wasn't so spiritual at the time, but I was a hard head in the flesh, and I, was, I wasn't scared most anything, and I just walked up into there and told him, I said, hey, open the screen door, you know, I didn't knock, open the screen door, I said, hey, you know Jesus loves you, and, but God knew I would do that, so he could bring that young lady home, and it was just a matter of making that decision to follow what I was hearing in my inner man, I, I grabbed my ear, but he it's in my inner man. He sent me to that door. And, but, like I said, it, it, this week he kept bringing me back to the cross because we celebrated the resurrection last week and he kept bringing me back to the cross.
cross in, his, in, in John chapter 19, verses 25 and 26. The Bible says, Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple standing by whom he loved, which is the Apostle John, I believe, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. But there were five people, five followers of Christ at that cross. They heard they were at the cross, so they heard when Jesus was on that cross, they heard what he was saying. If we're not close to the cross, if we're not in his word, we can't be close to the cross. And if we're not close to the cross, how can we hear what Jesus is saying? You know, it just made me think that we need to, I mean, especially... Everything you hear on the news and, you know, the rumors of wars and wars and crazy weather and everything else, you know, you know what time it is, you know, we're, we're in, we, we, the last days started when Jesus went to the cross. And we're in the last days and I believe God's nature is three, right? Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, he created three institutions, marriage, the church, and the government. He was buried for three days. Jonah was in the belly of the whale for three days. I could go on and on. But three is God's nature. And I believe we're in that third day. Nobody knows the time or the hour. And that third day, a day to God, is like a thousand years to us. So it don't mean it's going to be tomorrow. You know, with Praise God if it is. Praise God if it's not. If he leaves, as long as he leaves us here, if we're born again believers, he's got something for us to do. He's got somebody for us to touch for his glory and his glory alone. We're supposed to be salt and light of this world. We're supposed to make people thirsty for Jesus. <laughs> That's what salt does to me. Salt makes me thirsty, you know. So if we're making people thirsty for Jesus, they're going to come to the well and drink. They're going to go, let me see what this bill, what's he talking about? He don't make sense. Maybe somebody else can. Let me get up front this pastor, you know, and, and, and somebody else can reach him. You know, I can't speak to everybody. I don't, I'm not, you know, I can speak to everybody, and I do, but I don't reach everybody, you know. I don't reach anybody. The Holy Spirit does that. All I'm doing is being obedient to what I believe God's called me to do, which is to reach out to people, to help people, because I've been there, and I believe He He brings us through certain situations so we can help bring somebody else through. He, he brought me through. I was homeless. That's why He puts a lot of homeless people in my path. I was an alcoholic, drug addict. He puts alcoholics and drug addicts in my path. And and I think he wants me to reach out to him when I see him. 
and I do. I, you know, I don't always tell them about Jesus, but I always tell them Jesus loves you. And I always tell them I love them and that I've been there. I've done, you know, I've been right where you're at. You know, God will get you through it if you let him. If you get out the way, we got to get out of our own heads. You know? right. and, 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 and it's not hard. When God puts people, he, and he normally does, he puts people in our paths. He's already prepared us. He's already prepared us with how to approach him and, and how to speak to him. Like Marshall can speak to people in a way that there's absolutely no way I can speak. And, and Rasan and Marie and everybody in this room, is, it, it's, you can speak to somebody in a way that I can't. And, and, and I think I've told the story of my father, you know, I don't think there was a man on this planet that God could have used to reach him except for me. Because he knew I was just as hard-headed as he was, <laughs> and I would do it. And but, but it wasn't me, it was the Holy Spirit took over, and I took authority with my father, which I never in a million years would have. When I was 17 and thought I was the baddest man on the planet, I was like, you know, I, my dad would get hot, I'd get quiet. Anybody else? You know, I'm like, I thought I was the baddest man on the planet. But I would never get up in his face. I did one time when I was 12, and it never happened again. <laughs> Praise God. But nobody else could have reached him because God had chose the perfect time and the perfect plan. And I, and I had to go through a little persecution from my father. I ended up at my sister's house because I left his had <laughs> to leave his house. And but that wasn't the first time. But after that time, he saw that I wasn't going back to who I was. And I wasn't going back. I will leave you, I don't need you. If I got Jesus, I really don't need you. I don't need to be around this kind of hostility, and there is a way out, and that's that front door, you know. And I and I walked out the door, sat down in somebody's yard, opened my Bible. To there is no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful and will not allow you to be tempted above what you are able, and with that temptation, He will. I might, he will give you an escape because I was tempted to go do some crazy stuff. I had been saving my money to pay my fines and to do this. And I'm like, well, I ought to go get me a woman, get me some drugs, a hotel room, this, that, and the other. And before the words came out of my mouth, I sat down in this yard that I had no clue where I was and opened it up and that verse was right there. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And then I started walking, and I memorized that verse that day. It took me about 10 hours, but I memorized that verse. And, and it was one of the, probably the handful that I knew at the time. And, but God always gives us an escape. Amen. He took my mind off of this world and my old self and, and put my mind on him. Because he knew that I knew, he knew that I knew he delivered me.
from the drugs and the alcohol, and he knew that I knew he would deliver me from that temptation at that, at that minute. And then I called my sister, or she called. I think I went looking for you. No, you called, and I said, I'm up here on the, sitting on the bench. Come get me. I need a ride. <laughs> and she got me, and I slept in her basement and woke me up the next day and told my told me, said, Dad's on the phone. I'm like, well, so what? <laughs> Let me pull this cover over my head, you know. I'm like, so what? She's going, you need to get up and talk to him. And, you know, she's a sweetheart. And, uh, she's like, well, you need to get up and talk to him. I'm like, I ain't got nothing to say to him. I have nothing to say. And she said, you really need to say. Got up and said, hello. He goes, are we all right? Real humbly, I'm like, oh, is that my dad? Is that my dad? I'm like, I'm all right. I don't know about you. <laughs> Are you all right? I'm all right. I said, well, if you all right, I'm all right. <laughs> I said, how about I come home and fix you breakfast? <laughs> as soon as he gave me a ride home, I went home and fixed breakfast. And, you know, and he never tried to provoke me after that. He didn't provoke me. He tried to provoke me to anger, and I just left. <laughs> I'm like, well, I did the right thing. I got out. And, um, but God uses situations. And it's like I was telling my daughter last night that, you know, he uses situations to strengthen us use storms to refine us. I said, and you know, a lot of storms are created by ourselves. We, we create storms. I know I created hurricanes, <laughs> typhoons, <laughs> and you know, and I know I'm not the only one, but I know who was in the middle of it with me. I know now who was in the middle with me? It was Jesus. He will always meet us in the middle of the storm. He will always deliver us because before the disciples found themselves in that storm, in Matthew, they're going across to the other side. Jesus said, let's go to the other side. And he took a nap, and they're up there screaming, we're going to die, we're going to die. He's going, you have little faith. Peace, be still. He spoke to the storm. And everything calmed down, and they went to the other side, just like Jesus said. He, he had just fed 5,000 people with a few fish and bread. And then he says, let's go to the other side. They seen him take what little they had. And what a great thing he did in, in feeding all those people because of his compassion, the compassion and love he had for people. And he tells them, let's go to the other side, and they get halfway across, and they forget. He said, let's go to the other side. He didn't say, let's try to go to the other side. God's word is true. God's promises are true. God doesn't lie. He cannot lie. And if you think you're out there in the middle of the storm, the devil was getting in the disciples' heads, even though Jesus was right in the boat with them. The devil's getting in their head going, we're going to die, we're going to die. Y'all going to die. <laughs> and Jesus is like one. They wake him up. He's in the boat. They just saw, they, that wasn't the first miracle they'd seen. 
and you know, and he told them to feed the people. And they said, well, all we have is these few fish. And he said, give them to me. And he gave thanks, blessed them. So why was it so hard? That was like, wasn't that the same night, I believe, the same day? He feeds all these people. He says, let's go to the other side. That quick, we forget who we serve. That quick, we forget who lives inside of us. That quick, we lean on our own understanding. We were talking about that earlier. We're saying we lean out on your own understanding. And if we lean on our own understanding, we're going to head in the, in the wrong direction. We're going to have bad thoughts. We're going to have defeating thoughts instead of victorious thoughts. And Jesus, when he went to that cross, gave us the victory. He said it is finished. He said it is finished. He's on that cross. Before he gives up his last breath, he said it is finished. It is finished. We just need to trust him. We need to lay everything down at the foot of the cross. And if we're at the cross on our knees, we don't have to be in front of the cross. We just have to be on our knees and on our faces praying. Trust in Him, knocking on His door so He'll open up. He hears us, just like Daniel, He heard at the beginning of His fast, He heard His prayers. But it wasn't God's perfect time to be answered. So He hears all of our prayers, and, and sometimes that answer will be no. I tell you that from experience. <laughs> but he wants to give us the desires of our heart if we delight ourselves in him. So if we continue to seek him with our whole heart, come together, encourage each other, love each other truly, and, and develop great relationships with brothers and sisters in Christ, he's going to give us the desires of our heart because that's delighting in him. We're coming together because his words is forsake not the gathering of the brethren. We come together to encourage each other, edify each other, lift each other up, not to knock people down. We pray for each other, and if there's somebody, you know, and, and I'm, this might be a surprise, but I'm not perfect. I mean, I, there, you know, sometimes, you know, if we're not paying attention, I know I will say something, and I'm going, well, uh, I need to pray for that person because I've told somebody else who said something to me about somebody I'm going to be praying for them. You know, and I need to remember that for myself every day. You know, not just the days I feel good, not just the days I'm on top of the world, but when I'm walking down in that valley, and when we're in the valleys, in the mountaintops, it's the same God. So why should we not have the same joy of the Lord? He's with us in the valleys, on the mountaintops, in the storms. And we just need to humble ourselves like in, in James. And, and I'm going to read, read verses in chapter 4, verses 7 through 10, because I don't want to leave any of this out. It says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, 
and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. So if we are on our knees praying, we're in his word, seeking, seeking him with our whole heart. And we're praising him and, and worshiping him with our lives and the way we walk. He's going to lift us up. Because we're humbling ourselves to the Lord. We're going, I can't do this. I need you this morning. I need you, God. I need you to direct my steps. My way is definitely not your way. I need to know your way. Teach me to do your will. And if we get up and seek him to direct our day, and we seek him during the day, and we seek him at the end of our day, we're delighting ourselves in the Lord, and He will give us the desires of our hearts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.